Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Vasudu Sharma, Irrigation Specialist for the University of Minnesota. We're going to be talking about uh, some research that you've uh, both been working on and, and some work that you are going to continue to pursue. And so let's begin with the project that was recently completed. Give us an idea of what variables were in play and what you were hoping to accomplish with it. Yeah, so the study that we concluded last year, uh, we started that study in 2019 uh, at our Sandpain Research Farm in Becker, where we were comparing four irrigation scheduling methods to look at how uh, these methods are different from each other and how they impact uh, crop production and overall uh, the profitability. So the four methods that we were uh, comparing were the first one that is in-situ measurements of soil moisture, so using soil moisture sensors for irrigation management. Uh, the second one was, which is a very famous irrigation tool that growers use here in the state, uh, is a checkbook method. So a checkbook spreadsheet that was developed by professors at the University of Minnesota. Uh, we use that uh, as one source of irrigation recommendation. Uh, the third was irrigation management assistant tool. It's an online tool uh, that uses weather data to predict irrigation. Uh, and it's available for, for many counties here in the state. So we wanted to compare that uh, also with our uh, in-field uh, soil moisture measurements. And then we also added one crop growth model, EPIC crop growth model, to, to look at how these modeling techniques can be incorporated into, into our management uh, decisions, uh, particularly for irrigation. So those were irrigation uh, scheduling. And uh, the main objective uh, uh, was, uh, or the focus was, to understand the role of irrigation scheduling in generating those agronomic and environmental responses uh, that are associated with corn production for coarse textured soils in, in central Minnesota, particularly where we irrigate. Just to, to make sure I'm understanding correctly, then the, the major outcomes here with this project it were, were agronomic. You wanted to see what the agronomic outcomes were, but also it sounds like some environmental outcomes, which uh, certainly there are some synergies there anyway, right? Yes, definitely. So as you know, in our central region, we, we are dealing with some coarse textured soils, sandy soils uh, that have, uh, you know, they are they are uh, very prone to nitrate leaching. So when we apply nitrogen fertilizer and irrigate more than that is uh, that can be held up by the soil, uh, that that water along with those nitrogen goes into the groundwater. So that is some uh, one very uh, major environmental uh, issue that we face in the central region. So that's where the environmental part comes in. Of course, we we want to improve our production as well. We don't want to be in loss, right? So the both both things, corn yield and environmental responses. So we looked at how these irrigation management techniques uh, helped or improved our corn production. And at the same time, uh, we also measured uh, uh, nitrate leaching uh, from using some some instrumentation uh, glycimeters. Uh, we collected water samples below the root zone and tried to uh, trying to try to see how how these uh, different irrigation management practices uh, impacted uh, nitrate leaching. So now that you've completed this project, what would you say are the most significant findings, Vasu? Yeah, so so as I said, out of our four uh, methods that we compared, our soil moisture monitoring was one of our standard methods. So that's what we used for comparison for all other 
uh, all other uh, irrigation scheduling techniques. And what we found that the checkbook method and the crop growth model that we use, the epic crop growth model, was not significantly different from the soil moisture sensor in terms of recommending irrigation and uh, at the same time uh, the crop yield that it produced. Uh, but the irrigation management assistant tool, which is an online tool, uh, had lower irrigation recommendations, significantly lower as compared to other treatments, uh, and also the grain yield was was reduced. And we found the reason so uh, from these three years. So that was one of the other goal of looking at how these uh, irrigation scheduling uh, methods uh, work, you know, how time-consuming they are, what are the inputs to each of these tools. And what we found from these three years that IMA tool was a little bit under-recommending the irrigation, and that's where our new research project that is funded by uh, LCCMR comes into existence, that we are now working on this IMA tool uh, to make it more accurate and, and use, useful for, for growers, because out of these four methods, the IMA tool was the one that, was, that had no cost, so it is for growers, it is uh, pretty affordable. Uh, and at the same time, you can manage multiple fields, so it's very le less time consuming. So we are we are now uh, working on this tool. Uh, but if you if you talk about the the previous study that was funded by corn growers, we found that IMA tool was kind of under recommending. However, all three other methods were were recommending almost the same amount of irrigation. Uh, when we look at the environmental impact, we found a very interesting finding that. Comparing checkbook method and the crop growth model, our checkbook method had higher nitrate leaching. And the reason behind that, our checkbook method was recommending us heavier irrigations per irrigation. So what, what, it, what does that mean is that each time it recommends us the irrigation, the irrigation amount was, was higher than the epic crop growth model. So just an example, if, if checkbook method was recommending us one inch, the crop growth model was recommending us eight tenths or seven tenths of an inch, but it was recommending more frequently. So, so the the difference is the amount of irrigation per irrigation and the frequency between these two methods that made all the difference in in nitrate leaching. So, in central sands and the coarse textured soils, we found that heavier irrigations uh, may be the reason of of nitrate leaching. So, it's always recommended to have smaller irrigations, but maybe more frequently. I'm thinking about these growing seasons that uh, were were part of this study, 2019, 2020, and 2021. And if I remember right, in Minnesota, at least for much of the state, southern part anyway, uh, we, were, we were wet 2019, fairly good conditions in 2020, and then it got dry in 2021. So it seems like w the weather provided you uh, some pretty beneficial contrast when it comes to, you know, this type of research. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So initially the study was for two years, but then corn growers, and I'm very thankful to, to the Minnesota corn growers that they, they saw value in this research and they extended it for another year so that we, we, so that we couldn't, we could include it the, that 2021 dry year. And yeah, so we had like contrasting three years and three years, uh, in all these three years, we found different results, but overall, uh, we, I'm glad that we had those contrasting years so that we can, conclude something based on, you know, all the different climate and weather conditions. Anything else on the project that you've finished that you want to make sure to highlight before we spend more time on your current project? Yeah, so one of the other objective uh, of, of this study was, and that was like the side study, you can say from this study, is to compare uh, different sensor technologies. 
to see which one based on you know the technology differences and the cost to see which one performs better in 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 the climate that uh, we are dealing with and in the soils that we are dealing with so we compared uh, a climate edr sensor to be more specific it's the time to be in reflectometry sensors on expensive end of the soil moisture sensing technologies around 350 dollars per sensor and then we compared watermark sensors which are tension sensors uh, that are around 50 to 60 dollars per sensor to to see how how we can use affordable sensors for our irrigation management and we compared both of these with our standard uh, neutron probe uh, soil moisture sensing technology and we found that uh, in in sandy soils of course the tdr sensors works really well they they don't need any site specific calibration so you buy them from the market and you can use them as it is uh, and they give pretty good results however for watermark sensors they require some calibration uh, and we have developed through this research we have developed those calibration curves that growers can use for 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 becker area so as we turn our attention to the the project that will run through 2024 do you want to kind of reemphasize sort of what the major priorities are yeah so so the new project uh, that we started this year it's focusing on uh, precision irrigation and nitrogen management the, the previous project was focusing just on irrigation management techniques. But this one, uh, we are looking into the interaction of both irrigation and nitrogen management. And when I talk about precision irrigation, that means we also take into consideration uh, the spatial and the temporal variabilities that exist in both soil and crop. So what we are trying to do uh, in this project is uh, we have a 30-acre uh, field uh, at Sandpain Research Farm. Uh, which we divided into different treatments, which are uniform rate irrigation treatment and uh, precision or variable rate irrigation treatment. So in our variable rate irrigation treatment, we created management zones based on our soil electrical conductivity, different soil properties, uh, uh, soil texture, and then try to irrigate those zones differently based on how much they need. So we have soil moisture sensors installed in each of these zones. And at the same time, we have different uh, nitrogen treatments starting from uh, 50% farmer's rate to to 200% farmer's rate and we, we fly UAVs, unmanned aerial vehicles, and collect some multispectral and thermal images throughout the season to change that, uh, to change, uh, to, to, to understand the temporal variability that exists in the crop growth and use those images for, for our in-season nitrogen and, and water management. So yeah, so it's a, it's the first year. Uh, we are also learning many things, but overall, the, on high level, uh, the the goal is to capture both uh, the temporal and spatial variability that exist in the field for both precision irrigation and nitrogen management, and then develop some uh, in-season uh, diagnosis for or other management techniques for irrigation and nitrogen. I hesitate to ask about results because this is your first season and you are in season, yeah. but it sounds like there's some data that's already been collected in season. Yeah, so uh, for the first, as you said, this is the first year, we are still collecting the data. I can talk about what data we collected so far. Uh, so, so far uh, from each, from 27 locations in this 30-acre field, we collected soil moisture data every week. And we also collected uh, the nitrate leaching data, so nitrate concentration below the root zone. So we have installed suction cup lysimeters at 27 locations, and we are continuously measuring that. Uh, in, in addition to that, uh, we also uh, we are collecting uh, some satellite images to understand uh, the spatial variability uh, that exists in the field in terms of crop growth. 
uh, that we use for our in-season nitrogen management. We also collected some UAV images, multispectral and thermal images. Uh, so all of this data will be correlated to, to the ground truth data and, and also the harvest data that we will be getting at the end of the season. So our overall, as I said, our overall goal uh, that we can we can have those results at the end of end of this year as well. But we need this uh, data collection for three years at least to 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 get to come to come up with some conclusion because our main idea, our main goal is to is to develop those uh, management uh, systems or or techniques for growers to use. So we need at least three years of data. Whether it's the current project or the the project that you wrapped up. How are you interacting with farmers to to just help engage them with this? Yeah, so, so we use various platforms. Uh, the one is uh, at uh, time to time we uh, we write blog posts and our research updates that are uh, published on our Minnesota Crop News. Uh, we also uh, put our, all of our research updates. Uh, try to put put them there uh, on our website, extension website. So if you search on Google Irrigation UMN, you can reach to our irrigation page and we have all the information up there uh, for the projects. Uh, we also uh, do many field days. So for for example, for our previous study, it was at Sandpin Research Farm. So every year uh, we organize a, a field day at the farm and this year it's going to be on August 31st. So we we present our results to 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 the public and to to the growers in the area at our field days as well. You mentioned the Minnesota corn growers earlier, and if we could just come back to the ways in which they support these types of efforts. I, I, yeah, Minnesota corn growers are very supportive to all the research that we are doing, and I'm very thankful that they see they saw value in our irrigation research. Both of the both of the projects that. Uh, I've been doing so the first one that that we completed that gave us a very good idea of how these irrigation scheduling methods work and will help growers in understanding and in deciding at least what what to use for their particular field. And the second project that we are doing uh, it's this it's, it's precision irrigation and nitrogen management. And I know corn growers particularly are very interested in new technologies and and new ways of managing uh, these important uh, factors, irrigation and nitrogen. And I'm very glad that we are doing this in, in, in collaboration with them. Vasu, anything else that you want to make sure we talk about today? I just want to uh, uh, mention that irrigation scheduling is, is really, really important for uh, for central Minnesota region, not just for uh, environmental reasons, but also uh, for maintaining and for improving crop yield because for example for 2021 growing season which was a drought year uh, there are many instances when when irrigator might be under irrigating that has direct impact on crop yield but if you are using some kind of scientific method to understand your soil moisture it's really beneficial both for crop and for profitability so i would recommend using some kind of irrigation scheduling method uh, for your field and if you don't uh, want to invest initially? I would say there are online tools that are available. For example, the irrigation management assistant tools that you can use and try for the first year and see if if you want to go into it. To learn more about this and other projects supported by the Minnesota Corn Growers, visit mncorn.org.